Welcome back to Apologetics for Tweens. I'm Tom Griffin. In today's episode, we're going to review the critical question, was Jesus really resurrected? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for how you bless us all each day. I pray that everyone who needs to hear this message will find it and that it will lead them to the truth and a deep belief in you that they can maintain for life. Amen. Now we come to an evidence so important that if it can be shown to be the best explanation of the facts, it supports the truth of Christianity all by itself. Also, you don't need any special science knowledge or intellectual understanding to recognize it and explain it to others. You're welcome. <laughs> Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17, that if it did not happen, if the resurrection did not happen, then we're still dead in our sins. Christianity actually lives and dies on this event, both metaphorically and literally. This one event alone proves Christianity is true. Of course, much of the evidence is in the Bible, so that requires separate evidence itself, which is why we already covered that in an earlier episode. So the resurrection... How do we know what really happened? This discussion is going to focus on key points from a renowned source, Gary Habermas, and his book in conjunction with Mike Lacona called The Resurrection, excuse me, The Case for the Resurrection of Jesus. Dr. Habermas is perhaps the foremost authority on the resurrection. He's an interesting man, he especially likes to lecture and debate using points that are not in question by critics. He calls this his minimal facts argument. I recommend the book. It's great. All facts mentioned that we're going to get to are agreed upon by all published Bible scholars, of which many are certainly not Christian. The facts were assembled through surveys sent by Dr. Habermas. None of these facts are in dispute, so when you encounter people who kind of poo-poo the resurrection as being a fairy tale, ask them what explanation then covers all these facts that everyone agrees upon. Any conclusion about whether the resurrection was an actual historical event must contend with these facts. Any alternate explanation must contend with these facts. Any natural explanation must contend with these facts that Bible scholars agree upon. First, Jesus died by crucifixion. Published scholars agree. And this is a big problem for Islam since they deny his death. Next, the empty tomb. Now, only 75% of published scholars agree here. But that's a pretty high percentage. This is the only point of contention. But in fact, you'll see that alternative explanations fail miserably. Next, his disciples believed that they saw him resurrected. All published scholars agree. Now, this does not prove they actually saw him resurrected, but then what made them all believe it if it didn't happen? Next, the apostles, 500 or more eyewitnesses, and 12 appearances of the resurrected Jesus. 
Published scholars agree that the historical claims are that they saw the resurrected Jesus many times and by hundreds of people. Could it have been perhaps a mass hallucination? We'll address that shortly. What about the conversion of James and Paul? Scholars agree that this took place. Jesus' own half-brother was not a believer until he appeared to him resurrected. Paul was a Christian executioner and had no reason to believe. Neither of them was a believer. What could happen that would cause them to preach the gospel for 40 years and be willing to die for it? Then the transformation of all the apostles. Scholars agree this took place. What else could cause them to go from weak, timid, scared, kind of dull and slow to slow to understand, to bold and fearless, relentless, preaching the gospel and willing to suffer and die because of it? What could cause that if it wasn't the resurrection? And finally, the growth of Christianity itself. I mean, scholars agree, but we know this happened. What could happen that thousands each day left Judaism from thousands of years of belief and worship and became believers in Jesus, and that this grew into the largest religion in the world with over 2 billion declared Christians? If he was not raised, Christianity should have died right there at his death. If you don't believe those agreed facts by experts point to a resurrection, then what natural explanation is there? Here are the ones put forward so far. Let me know what you think about these. The counter-arguments. Jesus swooned, or kind of fainted, passed out. He didn't really die on the cross. But as we have stated here, all published Bible scholars agree that he died on the cross. The physical nature of the torture he went through makes it impossible he was still alive. This was stated in a 1986 article by the New England Journal of Medicine. And it's agreed to by modern medical experts that based on the facts surrounding the event, he died. Next, maybe it was Judas or a replacement that died on the cross, but not Jesus. Now, this would mean that his own mother and his most loved disciple, probably the Apostle John, and the other women that were there that spoke to him, but they couldn't recognize him? It's silly. And there was a separate report of Judas's suicide. So how could it have been Judas? And then if it was a replacement, how did the replacement get out of the tomb? And what happened to that body? A common claim is that it was hallucinations, mass hallucinations. But see, the thing is, there is no such thing as a mass hallucination. And remember, there were 12 appearances over 40 days, all with the same hallucination. That seems rather interesting and silly. 
individuals do not all have the same hallucination. And you can ask any psychiatrist or psychologist, there's no such thing, no observed case or known case of mass hallucinations. Another common counter-argument is that all of those who supposedly saw the resurrected Jesus were grief-stricken and just had visions. Now, we know sometimes loved ones will see or claim to see a vision of their past loved one when they pass. But let's just put this aside. It still wouldn't explain the appearance to Paul and James, who were both unbelievers at the time. A common one was that somehow they all went to the wrong tomb. But there was public knowledge from the Sanhedrin member, Joseph of Arimathea, who took the body. It was well known. And if that was the case, why wouldn't the Romans go to the correct tomb and display the body to everyone then and stop Christianity in its tracks before it even began? The most common one is that, and the original one, was that the disciples stole the body. Now, this would mean that they somehow overpowered multiple armed professional Roman warriors and moved a two-ton stone. This argument has been rejected by virtually all modern Bible scholars for over 200 years now. And if the disciples stole the body, it would be pointless to make up a story that women saw the empty tomb first. Women weren't considered reliable eyewitnesses. Could all 12 apostles and Paul carry a lie for 40 years and be willing to die for it? A stolen body can't explain the apostles' belief that they saw the resurrected Jesus and died for it. Another counter-argument is that it was a stolen story from pagan myths, such as about Hercules and Romulus, Osiris, Mithras. But none of those are at all similar to the resurrected Jesus details. And the Jews had rejected pagan worship and gods long ago. It's not realistic that any of them would have had that belief and put it forward. There's no evidence for this hypothesis anyway. And one that kind of surprises me is that dogs or wild animals dug it up and ate the body. This comes from notable agnostic New Testament scholar Bart Ehrman, who claims that the standard burial for crucified victims or, or people that were criminals at that time was to be buried in a shallow grave. But it's just conjecture that that took place in this instance. And we have the other evidence about Joseph of Arimathea, a member of the Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin. There's just no historical facts about this situation that would lead to support his claim. And on the contrary, as I mentioned, we have the historical information that Joseph Arimathea bought the tomb and was given the body. No, the best conclusion, based on the facts that scholars agree to, is the resurrection. That Jesus is raised 
and lives today at the right hand of the Father. Praise God for his sacrifice that saves us from our sins when we believe. Amen. Take care, friends.